0: Well, each year around this time, we as a church enter into what we call a season of stewardship. Three or four weeks when we turn our attention to how we, as followers of Jesus, should manage and use our time, our talent, and our treasure. And it makes sense for us as a church to do this each year because of how we actually form our budget as a church. Because the amount of our budget each year is not determined by our church leadership, but by the financial pledges that you, our members and regular attenders, make. So yes, it makes sense not to ask people to fill out their pledge forms without first taking the time needed to reflect on their own stewardship. And I do think that this is a a good and wise approach. But there is also an inherent danger with it. By focusing on stewardship like this one month out of the year we can be led to think that stewardship is only a -a once-a-year consideration. And we can be led to think that stewardship only consists of whatever we give financially or with our time to this particular church, while neither of these is the case. Uh, So perhaps a few analogies might help. As you know, the day of Sunday is set aside each week for prayer and worship. But that is not because the other days of the week are any less important, but rather because they are. These other days are also meant to be filled with our prayer and worship because all time is God's, and all time is meant to be sacred. And so we set aside Sundays to train our Mondays through Saturdays. Uh, We also set aside buildings. For sacred use this space where we currently gather and of course the new nave we are about to break ground on are set aside for holy purposes not because the rest of god's world is any less important but rather because it is this space is but a signpost to what god wants to do with all spaces for everything all space is meant to be sacred So also the bread and the wine that is consecrated as the body and blood of Christ. These are sacred elements set apart not because the rest of God's creation is any less important, but rather because it is. The sacraments are signposts to what God wants to do with all his creation, to fill it with his very presence. And so likewise, we set aside a season of stewardship Not because it is but one component in our lives that we need to talk about from time to time, but because stewardship is an apt metaphor for our entire lives. Our seasons of stewardship are meant to remind us of that, that as Christians, life itself is a stewardship. So all seasons are seasons of stewardship. Now, Jesus, as you know, was keen on using this notion of stewardship in his teachings and in many of his parables. And so, for example, you would have a king who would depart on a long journey, but not before entrusting to his servants his possessions, his managing of the estate and his affairs, so that upon his return, he would expect to see some good results of this stewardship. Now, in all of his teachings on stewardship, there is this one line that should stop us in our tracks. Uh, This one line that, that I think powerfully sums up God's stewardship challenge to every one of us. And it is this To whom much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. Boy, if this is true, then we had better get used to taking stock of all that God has given us and to do that often. For we are all blessed beyond measure in countless ways. As individuals, as individual families, it's difficult to fathom just how much we have been given. The freedoms we enjoy, the community in which we live, the the medical care we have access to, our relationships, our jobs, our homes, our children, of course, our provisions, our educations, our connections. I mean, on and on and on it goes. So that when we take stock of this, of all that God has given us, we are much better positioned to respond to the challenge of Jesus, to whom much is given, much is required. And my goodness, as a local church, I... I get goosebumps whenever I slow down to take stock of all that the Spirit is doing among us. The care and the support that we exchange, the hospitality offered to so many newcomers, our efforts in church planning are taking shape, the lives that are being changed through healing prayer. You think about our our growing children and youth ministries. Two ordinations around the corner with others in discernment, breaking ground on a new building, baptisms, confirmations, on and on it goes. So that when we take stock of this, of all that God has given us at All Saints, we are much better positioned to respond to the challenge of Jesus, to whom much is given, much is required. I mean, these are words we should wrestle with not only during our annual stewardship season, yes, but in our everyday, in our every moment, in our every decision, in how we schedule our time, and how we manage our finances, and how we work out our own vocational callings. In all things, we must learn to stop and say to ourselves, uh, "This is a gift. This is a gift entrusted." To me as a steward, God, what would you have me do with this gift? Now, clearly, this mindset doesn't just happen. I mean, we're not wired to operate this way on a daily basis. No, 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 no. We are much more prone to behave like James and John did in our gospel reading today from Mark chapter 10. Instead of saying, all that we have is a gift entrusted to us to steward, we say, Lord, we want you to do for us whatever we want. (laughs) This is something a good steward would never say. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what a good steward says. And yet, sadly, I think if we were honest with each other, this is more often than not our posture when it comes to God. Instead of approaching him with grateful hearts, taking stock of all the good in our lives, ready and willing to use these gifts as he would direct us, we so often approach him with a spirit of discontent, pointing out what is lacking in our lives, demanding that he do something about it. Lord, I want you to do for me whatever I ask. You know, this past week, we were discussing the Lord's Prayer in our catechism class on Wednesday. And I noted that the Lord's Prayer is made up of two sets of three requests. The first set is oriented towards God's agenda. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The second set is then oriented toward human need. Give us this bread, forgive us our trespasses, deliver us from evil. And so the Lord's Prayer then teaches us that God does indeed care for our needs, but First, we must take note of the order here, right? We don't come to God demanding that he bend his agenda to ours. No, we come to God bending our agenda to his. God, what is your purpose for the world? What is most important to you? That your name is known among the nations, that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven that your will be done by all people. Ah, now I can set my request within that framework and approach him as a steward instead of the ruler of my own life. And so, Lord, as I serve your kingdom, provide for my daily bread. As I seek to obey your will in all things, forgive me where I fail. And as I use my time and my gifts to do your work, deliver me from the evil of this world. I mean, he cares for our needs, yes, but life is not about demanding God meet our needs. No, to whom much is given, much is required. It should go without saying, but the disciples like us needed time and help to learn this life of stewardship. As I've been saying, it doesn't happen in a season. It happens over a lifetime. It makes sense then to liken this continuous effort to a journey, an odyssey even, where together we are on a road, learning how to live our lives as stewards of the king, as individuals, as individual families, and of course, as a church community. Uh, Call it the Christian life, if you'd like. But for our purposes over the next few weeks, we're going to call it our stewardship odyssey. Our continuing mission to learn how to respond with gratitude and eagerness to the challenge of Christ. To whom much is given, much is required. And thank the Lord. It is an odyssey in which we are given a light to guide us on our way. A picture in the sky of our destination. Like the the magi in the Christmas story, you know, they're not sure where their journey will take them, but they're confident that the light overhead will show them the way. We, too, are given a star when it comes to our stewardship odyssey. And once again, it comes from the mouth of Jesus himself. At the end of our gospel passage, Jesus says, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. If we are called to be stewards of the king, then we must be stewards in the way of the king, the way of the cross, the way of a servant. You know, our Old Testament reading today, the, that famous suffering servant passage from Isaiah 53, is clearly on Jesus' mind here when he makes this statement. For these servant passages from Isaiah played an enormous role in how Jesus envisioned himself and his ministry. So in the book of Isaiah, this mysterious figure referred to as a servant was, it was intended to offer hope to the nation of Israel, who at the time found themselves suffering out in exile in Babylon. It was meant to help them to to know that somehow the pain and the humiliation they were experiencing would somehow be a, a benefit for the whole world. And Jesus took it upon himself to be that servant described in, in Isaiah to serve instead of demanding that he be served, to give his life instead of taking it from others so that by his bruises we are healed. That's the model. That's the model we are to follow as we venture down this road on our stewardship odyssey. How might we give of ourselves, of our lives, of our possessions sacrificially in the way of Jesus and for the good of others? How might we steward all that has been given to us in a way that serves other people instead of lording it over them? I'm telling you, yes, this Kind of stewardship will be a lifelong journey. Something that will require constant effort, constant attention, which is why I am excited to announce that ever since our stewardship season from last year, a small group of you here at All Saints felt the call to start meeting together on a regular basis with the goal of helping our church take this long and arduous stewardship journey. To help our church develop and grow this kind of robust stewardship culture. Because they realized that this endeavor will take intentionality over a long period of time. It doesn't just happen with an annual stewardship season. Culture doesn't change that way. And apparently, they knew that I was a fan of acronyms. So they playfully came up with quite a fancy title for themselves. They called themselves... Assisi, after Saint Francis of Assisi. And it stands for, are you ready? (laughs) The All Saints Inspired Stewardship. Oh, I'm sorry. Belling back up. It's a mouthful. The All Saints Spirit Inspired Stewardship Initiative. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Cheesy and wonderful at the same time. (laughs) So, yes. This Assisi group will help with our seasons of stewardship each year, but more than that, they want to help individuals and families in our church take steps in this lifelong stewardship journey because we realize that everyone is at a different point in this journey, but wherever you are in this journey, we all have additional steps to take. And so members of this Assisi team are always available to connect you with someone who might, you know, help you to form and commit to live within a personal budget or a family budget. Or they're available to help you brainstorm ways that we can share our resources and possessions with one another. Or to help you talk openly and honestly about your income, your tithing, your spending habits, how to save without overaccumulating, how to live on less so that you can give more. There are even folks here at our church who would love to sit down with you to think through questions of vocation and calling, how you might manage your own gifting, your time, and how you might respond to the Spirit's prompting in your life when it comes to all that God has given you. This Assisi team is also hoping to offer more programmatic opportunities, you know, classes, workshops, resources, things like that, as again, together, we move along our stewardship odyssey by responding to those two powerful sayings spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ. To whom much is given, much is required. And how do we steward what has been given? Well, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. And so let our stewardship odyssey begin. Heavenly Father, We pray your forgiveness as we so often turn stewardship, issues of stewardship, into a monthly season of the year as a check or so thrown into the offering plate when stewardship is so much grander than that. In fact, it is our entire lives. It's a reflection on all that you have given us, all that you have made us to be so that we can live according to a different narrative, not the narrative of this world, but the narrative of Christ and his kingdom. Help us as a church and as individuals to develop a more robust stewardship culture. One that takes seriously uh, the words of Jesus, to whom much is given, much is required. We ask for your mercy and for your help. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.